I had just turned nine years old when my grandfather passed away. And as I've mentioned in a previous sermon, this was a devastating experience for me. For my grandfather was my hero. He was my best buddy. And I open this All Saints Day sermon by mentioning once more my grandfather's passing, not so as to explain once more about how hurt I was upon his death, but rather so as to tell you two stories about what happened to me shortly after his passing. The first, a story about something that happened to me just outside of his funeral. The second, a story about something that happened to me later that same night. And so first, the story about the funeral. That day, as his funeral ended, and as we, the family, stood outside of the church and continued to receive condolences from friends, my YMCA basketball coach came up to talk to me. And putting his hand on my shoulder, he told me how sorry he was for my loss. And then he said to me, but how lucky you were to get nine good years with him. And just think, now he's resting at home in heaven with God. And then he squeezed my shoulder as if to say, be strong. And then he walked on. And after he left, I stood there pondering his words trying to picture my grandfather there in heaven, trying to picture him there resting at home with God. And so I pictured him there dwelling among the angels, comfortable, celestial even, utterly at peace, right there at home with God. And the thought brought my little nine-year-old self great comfort. And that's the end of the first story. Now, story number two, the story about what took place later that night. Later that same night, I had a Little League baseball game. And it just so happened that in the bottom of the final inning, my team down one run, the runners on second and third base, I was next to bat. And here's what happened next. I stepped up to the plate, and swinging hard at the first pitch, I hit a line drive right down the left field line, driving in the winning run, and in so doing, bringing the game to an immediate end. It's a great moment. And as my team celebrated, my Little League coach, another wonderful man, another wonderful mentor in my life, came up to me and he put his arm around my shoulder and he said to me, Austin, I know your granddad was looking down on that. I know he saw that hit, and I bet he's smiling, and I'll bet he's laughing mighty big about it right now. That's what he said. I bet he's smiling, and I bet he's laughing mighty big about it right now. And so once more, I pictured my grandfather. And there yet again, I saw him dwelling among the angels, looking down and smiling down upon me, laughing with prideful delight and joy. And that's the end of story number two. Now both of these stories, or better yet, the words that both of these men spoke to me, comforted me a great deal amid the first real devastation of my life. Amid my first real encounter with death's brutal sense of finality. 
Both of these men supported me and helped ease my burden. And I will come back to them and to their words in just a bit. But for now, I want to jump ahead about 20 years in my chronology. And I want to go to the scene just before my other grandfather passed away, my grandpa. And like with my grandfather's passing, I have in a previous sermon also talked about my grandpa's passing, if you'll recall. And about how sad this event was for me, even as an adult. For like my grandfather, my grandpa was also my hero. And was also my best buddy. So here's the story I want to tell you this morning about my grandpa. Once things had really begun to go downhill for him, once the writing was clearly on the wall, our family had arranged to have him transported from his home to the local hospice house so as to receive even more thorough and comprehensive care. Well, he hung on a lot longer than any of us anticipated. All told, he wound up being at this hospice house for close to six weeks, all the while pining to return home, just longing to return home. For you see, the sterility of the room and the lack of familiar surroundings and the foreign feeling of it all, despite the tremendous care he was getting and that he was grateful for, no matter, he just didn't want to die somewhere other than home. Well, so it was then that just a few days before the one that would prove to be his last, he got his wish. So he was transported back home, where together with the EMS folks who laid him on a stretcher, my dad and I helped carry him through the corridor of his own house and back into his own room where we lay him down in his bed with a view just out the window. And there as he settled into his bed, and as he took in the familiarity of his surroundings, and as he beheld the familiar woods just outside his window, and as he beheld all of us, his family, standing there around him, all of a sudden a tear appeared in his eye, and he whispered, and I'll never forget the words, he whispered, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And that's the end of that story for now. And it leads me finally to our Old Testament story for this morning, which comes to us from Genesis chapter 50. Here in these final verses of the book of Genesis, we find Joseph, the patriarch, the one who made all things possible for the Israelites in Egypt. Here we find Joseph now about to die. And as you'll recall, by this point, Joseph has been away from his homeland, been away from the place where he grew up, from the place whose familiarity he has all this time longed for, from the place that holds his most precious and most formative memories. As you'll recall, he has by this point been here in Egypt, away from home for quite some time. And now in these final verses, he knows he will die in this foreign place. Yet because the memory of home has such purchase on him, 
Because home means so much to him. Because of his deep longing for home, he now, in this passage, says to his brothers and his children, I am about to die. But God will surely come and bring you out of this land and back to the land of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In other words, back home. And when God does, Joseph says, promise me that you will carry my bones back home with you. You understand that? The longing for home in Joseph was so great that he made his brothers and children promise that when the time finally came, they would carry his bones back home with them. Now, I think the connection between this story about Joseph and that prior story I told about my grandpa is pretty clear, so I'm not going to dwell on that connection just now, because for now, what I want to talk about is the longing for home that we have all been feeling these past seven months of COVID-19 exile. For while this is All Saints Day, this is also the first day in a long time that all the saints of Boulevard Baptist Church have been able to worship right here at home in our sanctuary. And like Joseph cut off from his homeland in Genesis chapter 50, and like my grandpa in those final days of his life, we too have all the while been longing to return home, to return here return to this place that has so deeply formed us, to return to this place that holds so many precious memories for us, to return to this place that makes us feel stable and supported and known and valued and named and loved. All this time we have been longing to return home, right? And here now today, we have finally arrived. Here now today, we have been carried from Egypt back to Israel. Here now today, we've been carried from hospice back to our bedroom. So here now today, like Joseph's ancestors, we rejoice. And here now today, like my grandpa, we collectively say, I am so happy. But meanwhile here today, in our happiness and in our rejoicing, here is what I want us to meanwhile reflect upon. Throughout our entire time of exile, throughout our sustained period of being separated from one another and from this, our home, Throughout it all, we, the membership of Boulevard Baptist Church, have been carrying one another. I can't tell you how many pastoral phone calls I have made in the past seven months, wherein I've been told by different members that they just don't know what they would have done had it not been for the phone calls, and the letters, and the notes, and the gifts, and the kindnesses that they have received from other church members. From people who've reached out to let the sick know that they're being prayed for. And to let the lonely know that they are not alone. 
and to let the bereaved know that we all grieve with them. And to let the hurting know that our church will do whatever we can to help ease their pain. can't tell you how many people I heard that from. Yes, throughout this long exile, this long separation from home, we, Boulevard Baptist Church, have been carrying one another. Through the storm and through the night, we've been carrying one another back home. And so I want us to reflect upon that this morning. But as we reflect upon that, and as we reflect on how happy we are to be back home, and as we reflect on how we have carried one another through the burdens of exile, as we do all of that, I want us to also reflect on how this whole experience, this whole experience of separation from that which we hold most dear, and this whole experience of carrying one another through the sorrows and the trials of separation, I want us to also reflect on this All Saints Day, on how perfect this metaphor is on how perfect this representation is, if you will, of what All Saints Day is all about. For here on All Saints Day, we, along with the Christian church worldwide, claim that while we have been separated from our loved ones for a time, we will one day be reunited with them in glory. And thus that the longing we feel to see them again and to be reunited with them. And to with them see God face to face. And to with them finally see beyond the veil. And to with them be at home in the coming kingdom of God. Here on All Saints Day, we along with the Christian church worldwide claim that this is not just some fantasy of ours. That this is not just some pipe dream of ours. That this is not mere Freudian wish fulfillment on our part. But that instead this is the proper end to which all of our human longings are oriented. Yes, on this All Saints Day we along with the Christian church worldwide claim that like Joseph and like my grandpa, and like every human being who has ever lived, it is only natural for us to long for home. Okay, let me try to tie this all together now. And in order for me to do that, I need to read a few lines to you from the 17th century poet Thomas Traherne. And then I need to read to you another line, this one from Marilyn Robinson's new novel, Jack. Sound good? All right. First, the Traherne poem. For man to act as if his soul did see the very brightness of eternity, it doth increase the value of his deeds. And in this, a man, a seraphim, exceeds. Okay, let me do that again. For man to act as if his soul did see 
the very brightness of eternity. It doth increase the value of his deeds. And in this a man a seraphim exceeds. Meaning, to approach our lives on earth as if they really do stretch out into eternity. Thereby gives weight and value and meaning to all that we do today. And thereby makes possible for human beings a joy even more lofty than that that the angels could conceive of. How, you ask? How could this create a joy even more lofty than the angels could conceive of? Well, I'm mighty glad you did ask me that question because that leads to the line from the Marilyn Robinson novel I want to read to you. In this novel, one of Robinson's characters is reflecting on this very poem. Reflecting, in fact, on this very line that in this a man a seraphim exceeds. And here's what her character says upon his reflection. Here is what her character concludes about how in glory humanity will know a joy even greater than the angels can conceive of. You ready? All right, here now I quote. In heaven wings are fine, and a kind of luminosity would be very nice. But to hear a familiar laugh would be an almost unbearable joy. A human joy exceeding anything seraphim can feel since angels cannot know death. Gang, to hear a familiar laugh after having been cut off from that sound for so long. To hear a familiar laugh, her character points out, would be an almost unbearable joy. Hear me now, dear family, because I can think of nothing more moving and more meaningful and more marvelous to say on this All Saints Day. Someday our bones will be carried from this beautiful but broken world. Carried up from this Egypt back to the promised land to which God is calling us to even yet. And there we will be at home with God. And there we will dwell among the angels. And there we will be reunited with all those who were carried on to glory before us. And there not only will we behold what eyes have not yet seen nor ears yet heard, but more marvelous and more comforting even than that. And follow me here. More marvelous and more comforting even than that. There too we will hear those familiar laughs. There too, after all this time of separation, we will hear those familiar sounds coming from all those whom we've loved and lost. And oh, what an unbearable joy that will be. I close by saying this. In Wendell Berry's short story, The Wild Birds, one of his characters, reflecting on the interconnectedness of all things, 
and on the responsibility we all bear to one another and of the way we rise and fall together as human beings, reflecting on all of these easily forgotten truths about our human nature, Barry's character says, and I quote, we are members of each other. All of us. The difference ain't in who's a member and who's not, but in who knows it and who don't. We are members of each other. All of us. And thus we are responsible for carrying one another. For carrying one another's burdens and brokennesses. We're responsible for carrying one another's bones. And so as we return to our sanctuary on this All Saints Day, as we return home, let us reflect on how we've been doing this very thing for one another during this time of separation. On how we as members of one another have been carrying one another. And then let us commit to continuing to carry one another all day, every day, from everlasting to everlasting. Which is to say, let us commit to carrying one another's bones through the hardships of this world and on across the threshold of glory. Dear family, while that might sound grandiose or overly poetic, I assure you it is not. For I can personally attest that it is true. And so let me close by painting a picture for you of what this looks like in practice. It looks like a nine-year-old boy. Devastated and brokenhearted because he's just experienced his first encounter with death. And then it looks like two kind men, two mentors from his community, two adults who in signing up to coach youth sports knew that they were also signing up to teach basic principles of life. And it looks like both of these men at different times putting their hands on that little boy's shoulder and promising him that his grandfather was okay, that his grandfather was in fact better than okay, for he was now at home with God, dwelling among the angels, looking down on that little boy and smiling and laughing. Proud of him for his game-winning hit and proud of him for the young man he was becoming. Dear family, please understand, this is not just a sweet story. I am who I am because of men like those men just as you are who you are because of countless other men and women just like them. We are who we are because we are all members of one another. Do you follow? And like Barry's character says, it's not a matter of who's a member and who isn't a member. It's simply a matter of who knows it and who doesn't. So let us, Boulevard Baptist Church, on this All Saints Day, be among those who know it. Yes, today, because of men like those two coaches, and because of 
So many other men and women like them. I stand before you as a minister and as a husband and as a father and as a mentor to other young men this day myself. Believing every bit as much today as I did as a nine-year-old boy that my grandfather and that my grandpa and that so many others whom I've loved and lost are now peacefully at home with God and with the angels smiling down upon me and as that coach said laughing mighty big and the thought that one day I shall once more hear those familiar laughs oh it brings me an unbearable joy on this all saints day I pray the thought brings you such joy as well On this All Saints Day, I pray it makes the load you are carrying just a little lighter to bear. And all God's people said, Amen.